back here on Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. Don't forget, Santa Key's coming to town. You can pick from our stocking here at 710 ESPN. We've got all sorts of Lakers goodies to give away. And speaking of the Lakers, we've got world champion Jared Dudley on the line here on Sedano and LZ. What does that feel like, Jared, to hear your name and world champion attached to it? It feels it feels right. It just feels right, man. I from Dallas, it's just a blessing. Uh, as a little kid, you just wish for it, and to put the work in that I have throughout my career, even though I might have played a lot on the floor, to be able to earn that right to be on a team. Uh, I'm humbled. I'm honored. I'm glad all the work I put in, man. But it was it was a battle, man. That bubble from China to Kobe's death to the to the bubble, and to have that, man. I'm just glad we did it for Laker Nation, man. For real. I'm glad you broke down the timeline of 2020 like that because I'm curious as to how you think you may remember this year. You know, what sticks out most for you? Because we have been through a lot. What sticks out most to me, I would say, was Kobe's death. I would say for me, just because of being being on the Lakers during that time and going through that, I have two daughters myself, and to go through that time and – and there's so many people in the Lakers organization from training staff to, to players to security that was, was, you know, was with Kobe for years and to be able to do that. And then for us to basically be like, yo, we got we have to do this for Kobe. You got it. We got to win it. Like we can't go to this bubble and not win this championship. Like it would just be a, a lost year. And even though it, it, it was an up and down year to end it on that note, in a sense, uh, was the right thing to do. And, and, and it made it just, even if it was 2% better, we did that. Jared Dudley joining us here on 710 ESPN. So the bubble part of it, like, you know, you talked about it, you kind of alluded to it briefly there about how challenging it was. We talked to Kuz earlier. He talked about how he was painting and reading and doing all sorts of stuff to spend the uh, downtime with. What were you doing, Jared? Man, we, we had a Madden League. We played video games. I didn't play video games on a consistent basis for 10 years, since I was like 23, 24. Like, you know, you, you, know, when you get married and you get kids, you, 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 you got to give some of that stuff up. But in that bubble, man, like LeBron even to this day is texting me, come over, let's play video games. Cause you, it, it was like, it was so ingrained in us. We had nothing to do. And so we wanted to do something to keep our mind off basketball. We love basketball. We know that we're playing every day, but it can't just be basketball 24-7. And so for us, we started the Madden League. We had like nine players of our teammates, uh, Deion Waiters, Marquise, Quinn Cook, Anthony Davis. So we had this league that we played on every non-game day. We made a schedule. We had a draft. We, 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 you know, you saw on, on, the, on social media, we had standings, and we put a little money in the pot, and we had a Super Bowl, and Quinn Cook was the champion. So it, it, it just passed the time. We did stuff to try to pass the time, be competitive, talk trash, and that was one thing that was huge, huge to get us by. You know, Jared, I don't know if you know this or not, but you have an interesting stat. I know you say you didn't play a lot this year, but damn it, you finished a year having missed a single free throw. Did you know that? You shot 100% from the free throw line? What, I two for two? You were two for two. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Those stats, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. What I, even not playing a lot, I know I shot over 40 from three, which, I, which I, is a huge thing for me, be able to shoot the basketball. And when I'm out there – the biggest thing is my plus, minus, and defensive offensive rating. I want to be in the top. I don't care if I play five minutes or ten minutes. Those numbers add up, and you always want to be positive. You don't have to score ten points a game or hit always three threes. 
sometimes is knowing the, your system and who to give the ball to and being, you know, communicating on defense the right position. So even if your man doesn't score, you're helping your team out so you can get out there and get a high plus minus. And that's, that's crucial for us. And so um, I'm looking, hopefully I don't have to play a lot this year because of everyone being COVID-free and injury. But if not, I'll be ready to go. Jared Dudley hanging out with us here. How did you celebrate during COVID? It had to be weird, no? Yeah, it was weird. Man, we went to Vegas. There was no one there in Vegas. But you know what? That was a good thing for us. But we were still testing every day because we were so programmed of testing the bubble. But it was like, you know, going to a, a pool party and nobody there. Just, you know, just bringing the trophy. And just, what it is is it, it just embodies our team. It was team chemistry. It didn't matter if there was 10 people there or 1,000 people there. It was the guys being the guys, you know, having a couple beverages together bringing the trophy, looking each other in the eyes and, talk, and reminiscing about the bubble and talking trash and, you know, talking about the year, man, and just being out the bubble, man. That's what we did. I took the trophy to San Diego, uh, another part of Laker Nation, brought it back to mind. To have LeBron, AD, and company come to San Diego and have the trophy there, that was special, man. It was just a, it was a dope time, man. It was a, it was a dope time for me, and we, we got to do it again because, because you know, we, we, we got gypped. We didn't get a parade. We didn't get to do it at Staples, so – Let's do it again, and hopefully this Pfizer vaccine uh, you know, comes to fruition. You know, one of the reasons why we love talking to you uh, is because you're so transparent and so honest. So I'm going to ask you about something you tweeted, because <laughs> it cracked me up. Woj dropped this bomb about the Houston trade with Westbrook and John Wall. You quote tweeted it with just one word, sheesh, with a bunch of exclamation points. <laughs> what did you mean by that? What I mean is just like, man, like, I know Russ didn't want to get out. I know this trade had been in the works for months. But it's just she's like, you hear that the GM, Tommy Shepard, came out and says, we're not trading John Wall. We want to see what we have. It's just this leak. Anything can happen. James Harden's coming next. It's coming soon, in the next couple months. Like, I, we, everyone knows about it. And you just see that, like, this is a player-driven league, man. And these, when, these, when players want out, they will make it difficult organizations, you know, like it goes both ways. A team can trade you like that. Danny Green wants a championship. He gets traded to Philly. It's part of the business. If a player doesn't want to be there on your team, he doesn't want to be there and he'll, he'll make it difficult for you. And so for me, the Sheesh is like, man, anytime, any day, I don't care. They said John Wall and Western Westbrook was tra- contracts were untradeable. Anything could happen in this league. So, Jared, let me ask you this, uh, you know, because I do want to talk more about you guys, but since you brought it yeah. up, uh, I mean, we've seen where guys have targeted where it is they want to go do you believe that james has that ability to target where he goes and do you he believe does. the smoke about brooklyn then he 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 does because no one wants to no one wants to unhappy james Harden in your locker room you don't want that because you want the best of them you want the mvp guy you don't want a guy who if you want to what you're going to trade him to boston he don't want to be there like no that's just not going to happen so yeah he's got power now you might have to you know you know, give you a couple teams. I think I think he ends up in Philly. Me personally, I think that they want a young talent. I think that he signs off on that, and they can give up Ben Simmons. You know, so that's my that's my prediction. I, I'm not always right, but that's my that's my educated guess. Where, but Brooklyn don't got enough. Brooklyn they have great players. I played with them. Karis LeVert, All Star type caliber player. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, but they want a superstar, and you know, and you see the ransom these players. Drew Holiday get with two first round picks, AD three first round picks, Brandon Ingram like. To get these superstar players, you got to give up stuff. And so uh, I got them going to Philly here. Hey, Jared, hold on one second. We have a lot of things we want to talk to you about. So if you can hold on, we'd appreciate it. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to have more 
with world champion, your Los Angeles Lakers, forward guard Jared Dudley. More with him in just a few moments. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Jared Dudley joining us here, world champion Los Angeles Laker. Kind enough to continue to hang out with us here on 710 ESPN. You have the first game of the season against the Clippers. What do you got about that and about them and everything they've been through? I think it's perfect. They get to see the they get to, they get the front front row for the ring ceremony. I think it's perfect, right? In a way, you know, that it was the Battle of L.A. supposed to be last year. I think for us, it's uh, it's an honor to be able to get it. I wish fans would be a part of it, but it's, it'll always be a robbery. It's because you're in the same city. You know how it is? It's like Cubs in you know Cubs in uh, White Sox. Um, and so for us, is we know they're formidable. We know they still have Kawhi, Paul George, and they got a hell of a coach in T. Lou. Uh, but the road goes through the Lakers, and you know, for us, it's try- trying to defend it, and we and everyone's at zero zero. No one's ahead of anybody, and so for us, is we got you know we got to do the same preparation we did last year if we want the same goals. Quick follow for you: um, you also was coached by Doc River. George said some things about Doc Rivers' inability to adjust. What are your thoughts on how Doc coaches, and whether or not you felt he was the main reason why they fell short? <clears throat> I think that even if it was true, what he's saying, no one cares. No one wants to hear it. Did you get the job done or not? I'm not here to criticize Doc. I've done that in the past. Doc is a hell of a coach. He's a champion. Is he flawed? Yes, we're all flawed. Is sometimes something happened. Did he not practice a lot? No, he doesn't practice a lot. But I just had, that's his style. His whole thing is keeping the body fresh. They didn't lose because of that. They are up double digits both times. That's a players. Yes, coaches have to make adjustments at times. But no, when you up double digits three straight, three straight games in the second half, they don't want to hear about. It. No one wants to hear about that. You know, even if it's true. So my thing is, this is a this is a results business. Did you get the Did you get the job done? They didn't. We did. And so now now it's a new year. Now we'll see who gets it done this year. And so um, it's good for storyline. But I'm always someone is I like to say it to you when it when it happens. So if I'm if I got a problem with coaching staff, is a lot of times the conflicts I've had, I've dealt with it then. Me and Doc had a conflict. I dealt with it on the Clippers. Um, if I don't like a situation, so it's easy when someone else is gone, but that's just the nature of the business we're in. So, Jared, let me ask you this, and you always keep it 100 with us, which is why we love having you on. How did you guys react when the Clippers blew that 3-1 lead? Shock. A couple laughs. Um, just, I, I would say man, our mindset is we wanted the Clippers. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, like everyone kept talking about, they're, you know, they're their favorites. This is, we wanted it. We felt that we had the blueprint after we beat them and them in Milwaukee of beating them in Milwaukee. We thought Milwaukee would be in the finals, to be honest with you. So I think a sense of shock, like, yo, I think the Clippers will win game seven. Like, yo, they got Kawhi, they got Paul. We felt like they had the better team. But Denver, I'll tell you, we, we, Denver was our toughest team that we played. Denver is hard to guard, this and that. And the thing about it is the Clippers will be back, man. The Clippers are going to be right back in the fold and have a chance to win it again. But that's why it's our job to, 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 to stop that and, and, and do what we're supposed to do. And, and that's, you know, go back and repeat. But it's not going to be easy. You know, it's always harder 
the second time. And so for us, it's, it starts on Sunday. Our first day of practice is starting the chemistry. That was the key for us, chemistry. And, and, and I'm a huge part of that and getting everyone on the same page. Switching gears for a quick second. How's your soccer game, buddy? My soccer game? Yeah, I know you've done quite a few of the uh, fundraisers with Nash, the little soccer fundraiser for that. So oh, yeah. Are you, staying in, are you staying in shape, bro? What's going on with hey, that? Hey, the thing about me, I'm, a, I'm like Ronaldo. I, I hang towards the net. I want to score goals. <laughs> I want to score goals. I want to crazy. Ronaldo. People, people, people want to people see goals, man. You know, it's like baseball. They want to see home runs. So for me, as you know those games, I was always getting a couple goals. He crazy, Ronaldo. What's wrong with you? You wish you looked like Ronaldo, though. That dude has got that oh, guy's got goodness. abs upon abs upon abs. Gotta be an Instagram model. <laughs> you nuts! I man. think he is actually. I think he is on the side. Of, I think he's got like the most yeah. followers of anyone on, on Instagram. He's making more money off Instagram than we are playing, man. Come on. <laughs> Jared Dudley joining us here on Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. Yo, so let me ask you this. Um, You know, you guys have a a lot of new players on this squad. Um, Rondo is gone. You are are still there. Uh, I know you and Rondo were very much the – uh, the the veteran presence in that locker room that kind of kind of got everybody together, right? Dealt with any issues. Um, how do you feel having to take on potentially more of that burden right now? Uh, it's easy, it's easy for me because it's, 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 it's my it's my nature. I'm a natural leader when it comes to certain things, but it's everything's in place. You know, Braun is the leader. I'm a locker room leader. I'm the one that takes on that. So for me, it's you know getting to know these guys. I want to get to know Montrez. I want to get to know Schroeder. Schroeder's the key. I, I told everyone last year it was Rondo for us to win. His shoulder's a key. Besides Braun, he's our, he's our main ball handler. His decision-making, his presence on the floor is crucial for us to win the title. I know what Montrez is going to give me. I know Montrez's pick and roll is unstoppable. I know he's a high-energy guy. Defensively, can you take a step for us? Can you, can you lead the team in charges since you're not someone who blocks a lot of shots? Can you be a good position defender? We don't need you to be all NBA first team, but we need you to take a step. We're trying to win a championship. I know what, what Wes Matthews and Gasol are going to do. They're pros and what they do. So it's the X factors. Can Kuz take a step? Can Kuz be more consistent? Can he shoot 38 from three? Can you not worry about the outside fans and people talking to you? People, that's just, man, we're, we're in a, we're in a, a hating generation. That's happened. Bro. People want to be you. He's in commercials. He's sponsored. He has all. He has everything you want. You're, and he's a champion. Lock. Let's all lock in. Let's sacrifice. Some of the numbers will go down, but as long as you have the hardware, it's all that matters. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. When you look back in terms of your full career, and you're going to be 36 soon. Is that is that correct? I just turned 35, man. Don't age me, man. Come on. <laughs> Don't give the man, man an extra year. Come on, my bad, man. My bad. Look, LeBron's going to be 36, and I don't think he looks bad. So, I'm, you know, it's not a I'm not a takedown. I'm just, you know, asking okay, questions. Okay. Just asking questions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know you want to give me the general answer, you know, as long as I feel healthy, blah, 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 blah. But you're a really thoughtful guy. You're 35. How much longer do you think we're going to get to enjoy you on the court? And is there a future for you as a coach, given your previous answer about your locker room uh, ability? Either coach or GM, that's what I want to do. I got to decide which route I want to go because obviously the GM, you run. You got the power. Coaching staff, you don't get, you know, you could, they could re and rebuild, you get fired, you could do this. So do I want to take the route of being a GM or a coach? And that's something I'll decide here in the next six to eight months to prepare for the next life. But I want to get to 15 years. This is year 14. I, I won't be political. I'm going to be honest with you. I, when I first came into the league, I wanted to play 10. That was full pension, 
that was like, you know, the standard. And you could play 10 years, phenomenal. You can't, it's hard to end on 14. I want to, you know, 15 is a, a good number to end. That, that thing is a couple of players that, that I played against that are, are retired NBA players. They say, hey, listen, you play until they kick you out. I found a knack for me, even if I don't play, that very small percentages of NBA has. A guy who knows his role on the bench, who can help the young guys and still be cool with the stars to call out LeBron and AD when stuff is not going the right way. Maybe if I don't agree with them. You have to have a certain cachet to be able to do that. Everyone can't walk in the locker room and say that to him and say that to Coos. And so I have that. Udonis Asim has that. And it's not really respected around the league, to be honest with you. It's a small percentage of teams that they'd rather have a young guy. So for me, is I feel that I can get another year that I could play on another minimum to pass down this knowledge of wisdom of what you how to be a pro, uh, in-game adjustments, how to talk it out, how to be in chemistry. Like, I've never been on a team except for the Clippers that one year that had bad chemistry. And that's because of me coming, that was me coming on a new team and me sitting back and watching. A team that I've been on, and ever since that time I vowed that any team I've been on would be one of the best chemistries. And I thought when I was in Brooklyn, I thought we had the best chemistry that year. I thought last year, I thought the Lakers had the best chemistry. So I pride myself on handling that and, and, and making everyone a part of the group, not just, you know, the top ten guys. All right, last one for you, and thank you so much for being so generous with your time. So you got one last year. You're on the team this year, and, and hopefully, as you said, you can get to 15, and it's with the Lakers. Let's just say for argument's sake, there are three years here, okay, with the Los Angeles Lakers. How many oh, chips? Man. Speak, it into, speak it in, man. I love that, man. I mean, how many, I mean, how many chips? I mean, listen, I'm saying we, we, we got to get at least two out of three. I mean, we got the best team. We got the best players. We got the best coaching staff. So now that being said, it's just because you're the best doesn't I mean you win. Health is crucial. Crucial. The COVID. Now we're that. So we have to be the smartest. I thought what we did in the bubble. We didn't care about the regular season in the bubble. If you looked at us, we we're like four and four in the bubble. We were pacing our bodies. Hey, Braun, you're on a you're on a minute restriction. Hey, AD, minute restriction. Kuzma. So we. Hey, you know what? DZ, take off. We wanted our bodies to be healthy for that. So for us, if we're healthy, there's no reason why we can't win two out of the next three. No reason. But that being said, is you can't. You got to. You got to take a one step at a time. So for us, when we go into training camp, how do we become the best of ourselves? How can we sacrifice? How can we star in our role? That's something that I've always been a big star in your role. And sometimes your numbers go down. So that happened. Maybe Schroeder or your, my boy Montrez doesn't win six man. Maybe instead of eighteen, they average sixteen. But their efficiency goes up, and we're the number one seed. Seeds don't matter in this year, but let's just be healthy. Let's win it, and let's, let's, let's get these fans back in Staples. Let's get that thing rocking and, and have everyone outside and, and going. So hopefully that can happen first. Jared Dudley, you are the best, man. Thank you so much for making time for us. Congratulations on the championship. Happy holidays to you, and we will see you at a game hopefully soon. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. All right, Jared Dudley with us here on 710 ESPN, always on the Celebrity Hotline presented by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Oh, oh, it's the Santa key sounder, which means caller number seven right now at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Caller seven will win one of the Lakers goodies that we are giving away. You'll have to pick one of the stockings 
on the 710 chimney, the Keyshawn stocking, the Greeny stocking, the Mac stocking, uh, the Mason and Ireland uh, each have a stocking. Myself and LZ each have a stocking. Kaplan has a stocking. And Playoff Sliwa has a stocking. So you pick any one of those stockings and you can win some cool Lakers goodies that we have to give away here for the holiday season. So we have that. Uh, LZ, speaking of the Lakers, Jared was awesome as we expected. I mean, how awesome is that? That guy needs to be working with us one day. Well, that would be fantastic. But I get the feeling he may we may be working for him. Yeah, well, that, there's that too. But it would be nice. It'd be like Sedano, LZ, and Dudley. You know, like, like we that. could have some fun with him. It'd be the Cutley Dudley trio. Exactly, exactly. Or something like that. Um, all right, coming up next, uh, I want to talk about Jared and some of the things he said. I mean, he kind of called out Paul George it in that interview. It wasn't a kinder. It was yeah. definitive. So let, let's talk about that a little bit. Plus, I've got some huge news. I mean, huge news if you are a Game of Thrones fan. So we got all that coming up in three and a half minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Time for Santa Key. LZ, who do we have on the line, Laura? Oscar from Long Beach is with us. Oscar, congratulations on being caller number seven. Yes, thank you. Hi, Jorge. Hey, I'm also Cubano, by the way. Ah, okay. That's great. So, uh, how you doing, LZ? How's it going, guys? What's up, brother? Congratulations on winning. Yeah, thank you. I'll see you know me. I used to go to your uh, morning events and give out cigars to the guys. Oh, oh I remember yeah. that. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. 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 Give that man a T-shirt, guess- too. Give him a T-shirt, too. Yeah. Oscar, what is your last, Oscar, what's your last name, by the way? Mursuli, Italian last name, but I was born in Cuba. Okay, okay. Well, Oscar... You got to pick a stocking. Yeah. You pick the Keyshawn stocking, the uh, Greeny stocking, the Max Kellerman stocking, the Mason or Ireland stocking, LZ or Sedano, um, Playoff Sliwa or Kaplan. Which one do you got? Well, I heard somebody took you, uh, George, last time, so I'll, I'll take LZ. Okay, let's hear it. That's right. It's the LZ stocking above the 710 fireplace. Okay, let's see what's inside the stocking. Congratulations. You win a LeBron James 12-inch collectible from Small Stars. Put that up in your man cave to get ready for the season. You're going to love it. There you go, I love it. Great. Thank you, guys. That's great. Oscar, congratulations. Thank you for always being such a loyal listener, going way back with us. So we really really appreciate it. We're going to put you on hold. Laura's going to get all your info. And thank you again. Okay, brother? Happy holidays. There you go. Another that satisfied awesome. customer. Do you remember him, LZ, when he brought the yes. cigars? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I remember absolutely. that. Yeah, that was great. That was a long time ago, but it was, uh, but it was definitely a fun day. Um, crazy. Are you a cigar smoker under normal circumstances? Occasionally. I, I, I save them for very special occasions, okay? Very special occasions. I'm not a big cigar guy. Um, but I will have it. I will have it. I will have it. Um, you know, I, I'd lose my Cuban card if I didn't. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I didn't want to put that in jeopardy. I was just asking the conversation. But yeah, now that you yeah. pointed it out, I'm really glad you were aware of that dynamic. 
Yeah, yeah, there's that. Although I do, you know, people, Cubans get mad at me because I don't drink they, I don't drink coffee anymore very often. You don't drink coffee? Do you drink rum? Um, I do occasionally do drink rum. Not often, though. I'm more of a whiskey, scotch, uh, bourbon guy. Um, so what kind of that's... Cuban are you? I'm you ish. Do you goat? I have. Okay, all right. Not regularly, I'm just but, I, I'm just but I have. I have. Uh, Laura, it's funny you brought that up. I have a, uh, a funny story for Laura because, you know, all of us Latinos, as we learned during LZ, and you know this because you cover uh, politics, um, you know, it, it, people found out, right? Like, over the, you know, they always find out during election years, whether it's the uh, midterms or regular <laughs> uh, election years, that, you know, all us Latinos ain't exactly the same. You know what I'm saying? And we, uh, <laughs> we, we also speak a little differently, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, I, so I was talking to my, um, the, the stylist who cuts my hair, right? Uh, her name is Teresa, and she's Mexican, Laura. And I was talking to her about my son. And I was like, you know, because I was talking about how my daughter is so easy. She's such a great kid, this, that, and the other. And I said, but this two-year-old man, he's going to be rough. And, you know, I said it to her in Spanish. I go, es un cabrón, you know? And she goes, oh, like, and I go, what's going on? And she's like, that's a really strong word. I said, well, we're, you know, for Cubans, it's not a really strong word. And she called him, what did she say? Um, she used a phrase that I'm now, like, should I be ready with my dumb button? Because I almost hit it at that. No, no, stop. <laughs> she used a phrase that was super light, but she says that it's Mexican slang for just like a kid. Un travieso, Un travieso is, what yeah. she, is what she called him. And I'm like, oh, I, I don't even know. But I get what a, I know what a travieso is. Right. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, you know, but that's just a perfect example of different cultures, even though we're all Latino. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm actually, uh, it's funny you would bring that up. Uh, next week, I'm writing a piece after my interview with uh, U.S. Representative Joaquin Castro. Right. Um, congressman from Texas. Uh, his brother, Julian, twin brother, Julian, ran for president um, and dropped out, I think, in January or something like that. Anyway, the conversation is on, you know, what did we learn about the Latino vote, you know, beyond there is no Latino vote. Right. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's, it's very varied for a, a wide variety of reasons. Right. And uh, Representative Castro is the chair for the Hispanic Caucus in Congress, and that's the reason why we're having that conversation. That's pretty cool. That that's cool. So we'll check that out. We'll make sure to keep an eye out for that. Speaking of keep an eye out for something, you know who's joining us on the show tomorrow? Who? Frank Vogel. Representative Frank Vogel? No, the head oh. coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, world, world champion. champion Frank yes. Vogel. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Now we're going to really get it down to it because hopefully now, yes. now yes. that he's won, you know, and he's able to, like, let it hang loose a little bit, maybe he'll puff his chest out a little bit more. Well, I want to ask him the questions we asked McVay yesterday that he didn't answer, like uh, the vice that his uh, spouse would uh, would frown upon. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to know what, what Vogel's got. He's got there, right? What other mm-hmm. questions did we ask the last couple of days that uh, that we can have some fun with? Oh, man. Well, I mean, I, I don't think the candy bar, candy uh, questions ever get old. Yeah, we shouldn't ask um, him a mint chocolate, though. We shouldn't the ask mint him that choc- one. No, let's not do that one. <laughs> well, why not? I mean. Are we going to test the theory or not? <sighs> I bet he likes it. I bet he does too. I but, bet he has like mint but, chocolate flavored deodorant. Like I think everything he owns well, is like stop mint chocolate. The deodorant. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I think it's all mint chocolate. Oh just, my god! Um, if so I could, Greg, everything in my house would be mango flavored. If that's I could, funny. Greg, we don't have a time right on Vogel yet for tomorrow. No, it's between five and seven. Does that help okay. you? Okay. 
Yeah, okay. So in the last two hours of the show, we do know Aqib Tlaib is going to join us at 4.30 tomorrow. We'll talk some football with him. That's world champion. Yes, also a world champion. Not with the Rams, but also a world champion. Um, And he will join us. He works for Fox Sports now. um, And we love talking to him. So much like Jared Dudley, he keeps it real. Um, So speaking of Jared Dudley, so he kind of called out Paul George, didn't he? No, he didn't kind of, George. He called him out. Mm. He said, stop your whining. Stop making excuses. Nobody wants to hear about your excuses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he also said, stop heaping everything on Doc. And this I mean, is a dude, Jared, who butted heads with Doc. Yes, it is. But he's also able to sit back, you know, unemotionally and look at all the reasons why the team came up short. And I know a lot of people think that I don't like Paul George or that I hate Paul George. It's not emotional like that at all. No. I just don't have a lot of tolerance for people who don't take responsibility for their own shortcomings but spend all their time using that platform blaming circumstances and other people. That's the only thing I have with Paul George. And it happened again in the athletic piece with it appearing as if him dumping most of the blame on Doc without acknowledging he didn't play well. Right, and he talked about play selection, pick and roll, that yeah. he didn't play enough pick and roll. And then Kevin O'Connor of the ringer came over the top and actually went down and looked at, um, what is it, second spectrum, right, that they break yep. down all the plays because they have the cameras that show. Uh, they basically log the entire game, right? Like, that's what right. they do. And that he ran, probably, like, I think in that series or whatever. A career high 33 30-something percent. percent, right. Yeah, it was a pick and roll. And it was just yeah. like – it was like, and then he said something about Doc was trying to make him Ray Allen or J.J. Reddick. Right. And I was like, no, he wasn't. I was no. watching the games. Yeah. He wasn't making- the set calls he, were, he was calling for you. I mean, occasionally, like, he shoots the ball really well, so he did yeah. find him open shots. But it, what he was not. I mean, Ray Allen is running around screens. And exactly. And J.J. Reddick is literally running around screens the entire game. Right. Yeah. And that wasn't happening at all. You had no. clear outs. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was so like um, so. I mean, that's the thing I, I have an issue with that, and you know, maybe a couple other things. But at the end of the day, I know he's an extremely talented player. I know that it's a very dangerous team, but they're not going to make any sort of progress if they don't acknowledge that they're also responsible for what happened. That it wasn't just Doc and his play calls. It was you guys blew double digit leads multiple times, and you couldn't figure out yourself despite having two top fifteen players in the same squad. Yeah. I'm curious to see what Montrez Harold says about that. Right? Now that well, he's not there and he's yeah, on this team. I mean, we, we reportedly, you know, he, at least from what I remember from reports, he wasn't a fan of the preferential treatment for the stars, but it wasn't like a sticking point necessarily. Mm-hmm. What he feels about the team dynamic, what went wrong after that, I'm not quite sure. Though, it will be interesting, George, because statistically – you know, he was a big part of the reason why they didn't, you know, get to the Western Conference Finals, at least statistically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought the great line that when you we asked him about playing the Clippers on opening night, when you asked him that, he says, I think it's perfect they get a front row for the ring ceremony. <laughs> well, I mean, they uh, did promise it. They did promise a ring ceremony. You guys yeah, I hope they chill a little bit, too. You're they, saying they, the Clippers? Yeah, like I understand being aggressive with your marketing to try to penetrate through the noise, but the message didn't feel authentic to me. You know, where it felt as if they had these two free agents come in who were Californians, but not necessarily from L.A., 
you know, pretending as if they were bringing or representing some element to the city that, you know, it's like, okay, but why are you, like they looked as if they were trying to be the grit and grind for the Memphis Grizzlies without all the years that it took for Memphis Grizzlies to become grit and grind, if you, if you know what I mean. Right. Yeah, exactly. It took a minute, you know what I mean? It took and, a and minute to, to get that identity. And it's yeah. like, it felt as if they were trying to brand the identity as opposed to allow the identity to come naturally. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right, so I got a Game of Thrones um, update for everyone. You ready? I'm ready. So House of Dragon, House of the Dragon, pardon me, okay, okay. which is the prequel, and it is basically the Mad King, right? It is the story of the Mad King. Uh, the Targaryen family begins production early next year. That's like next month. Uh, yeah, early next year, and then we – so my guess is we're probably maybe late 21, right, or or early – Probably 22. 22, we will yeah. get ourselves a new Game of Thrones. Because if you're putting dragons in the title, then clearly we're expecting to see a lot of dragons, and that's yeah. going to take some time. Right. Well, you can see GI the dragons. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. You know, the, the thing I hope doesn't happen is that they feel a need to speed things up. Yeah, you know, Game of Thrones was perfect when the pace was felt as if it represented the time. Correct. Th- then all of a sudden, the pigeons were making delivering messages within two hours. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> the cast. Yeah, yeah. The, the that, boat trips that used to take three weeks all of a sudden happened. You know, within the episode, and you just yeah. like going, "Damn, she got there fast with them dragons." Yeah. What the <laughs> hell? Yeah, exactly. The first few seasons were very laid out, and then it felt like the last two were rushed. But particularly yes. the last season was rushed. Yeah, the last season, I was like, you know, it's like, didn't it took them a long time to walk there? How did she get there so damn fast? Yeah. <laughs> but I am curious to see the casting, right? Because we now at least have heard of some of these characters, right? Like the Mad King specifically. Yeah, who would be a good Mad King? And by the way, we now you know. know we know who killed the Mad King, right? True, true. So do you, true. how do you cast... A younger version of um, what's his face that killed the Mad King, the Kingslayer, if you will, the Kingslayer, right? You know, I, Jamie Lannister. Jamie yes. Lannister. You got to cast. You got to cast a young Jamie Lannister. I, I would assume that for most of these young characters, they're going to be unknowns. Or do you bring him back? Do you bring back the other Jamie no, Lannister? No, because then you got to shave him up it. real good. You know what I mean? You got to CJI it and stuff. He didn't. He didn't age well during the course of the show. Got a little leathery for me. So right. I, I think you got to, you know. You got to bring in a new Jamie Lannister? Got to bring in a new one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Laura, did you watch Game of Thrones? Uh, no. I was yeah, it doesn't seem like you're kind of like your kind of show. That's why I asked. Yeah. I'm gonna watch. Laura, likes- I'll tell you this, okay? Why don't you like the show? Let me ask you a couple questions because I, I think I can sell you on it, but go ahead. Okay, so I when it came out, I, I just rarely watch TV if it's not sports or mm-hmm. like a Christmas movie. I don't really watch TV. So just people never really said, oh, my God, you got to watch this show. So Okay, so let me ask you a question. Do you like sex on TV? I mean, yeah. Okay, there, there's a lot of that in Game of Thrones and at least the original there series. Is. And all um, kinds of varieties, too. Do you like, like, drama and, like, politics and backstabbing and all sorts of stuff like that on shows? Yeah, it's entertaining. 
Yeah, there's plenty yeah, yeah. of that too. Plenty, plenty of that. Okay, of that. check and I'm check. I'm just saying, check and and because my, my wife originally was like, ah, Dungeons and Dragons, blah, 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 blah. and mm. then I was like, look, just watch it, and then we'll see what's up. And then she was sold on it, but she was very much like, eh. So I'm just telling you, give it a shot. I gotta give it a shot then. Okay, it's pretty good. It's not all like it's not like Harry Potter where every five right. seconds there's some magic happening. It's not like that yeah, at all. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. All right. We are done here tomorrow. Aqib Tlaib at 4.30. Uh, head coach Frank Vogel, your Los Angeles Lakers, somewhere between 5 and 7, and Clinton Yates in the last hour of the show as well. Excellent job, LZ. And one. Excellent <laughs> job to you too. Greg and Laura, great work. Thanks for those who tuned in, called in. We appreciate it. Thanks to Kyle Kuzma. Thanks to Jared Dudley. Thanks to Keyshawn for joining us as well. You guys have a great night. Rams All Access is up next. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 4. See ya.